little dear was lost. I'm not available to take your call because I'm dead inside. <laughs> Lieutenant, this is the general. We have a situation. Your country needs you. Last I checked, my country was doing just fine without me. Well, the last time you checked, Santa Claus wasn't being held hostage by the Russians. Get my hovercraft ready. Say it's the season of giving. Well, I'm about to give some pain. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Merry Christmas. This is a pleasant surprise, I'm sure. This is the first episode of Geekscape, and uh, I'm joined by my friend Ian Kerner. He's a, been a buddy of mine for how long? Two and a half, three years? Yeah, going on three years. Ian and I met uh, when I was working a uh, job as a delivery guy uh, for, a, for a Fox production. Yep. A sci-fi show. You were a PA. I was a PA, a post-PA. And uh, Ian worked in an office, and I was walking past his office in the same building, and you had a Spider-Man 2 poster. It was right. It was, it was like a month before the movie came out. Yep. It was uh, the swinging poster between uh, between the skyscrapers. It was very, very cool. They were very rare. Everyone was pulling them off of uh, the bus stations, and uh, managed to get one for Sony. So uh, immediately, we had a geek bond. For those of you guys who uh, aren't fans of my old show and uh, are finding us for the first time, this is Geekscape. We're going to talk about everything in the geek experience, but mainly movies, video games, and comics over the next 45 minutes to an hour, if you can hang with us. Uh, we'll be bringing you the latest news and reviews, kind of stuff that shapes your geek experience. You know, being a geek isn't easy, right? Definitely not easy. How long have you been a geek? My whole life. And uh, and how old are you? I'm 36. Okay, so you're you're roughly eight years older than me, and it, it's it's funny. We'll go into movie reviews here in a little bit, but uh, <laughs> we're standing in line for the movie, and you start talking about how you gauge the age of of people. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so bring your mic towards your uh, towards your mouth, you you rookie. <laughs> it's my first time. This is his first time podcasting. Do I get the virgin treatment? No one's gonna throw popcorn or rice or anything at me. People maybe just be shutting off their iTunes. Oh, well, um, so um, part of the Rocky Horror reference. But, you know, I, so I've, you're, you're not old enough to know that. It's Rocky Horror. Um, <laughs> I label that as a uh, no. Um, so how do you gauge? people's ages. This well, is like a very well, well, geek well, way. Actually, no, the conversation was about dating women. Right. And, and, and the old way, because I was born in 1970, so it used to be, did she see Star Wars in the theater? The original Star Wars. Right. You know, not this, you know, prequel bullshit. Right. You know, yes, <coughs> A New Hope, fine, whatever. And then, of course, as the years went by, it became, did she see Empire in the theater? Did she see Jedi in the theater? Because your course, girls just kept getting younger as you got older. Well, you know, you, you get old, of course, of course, you know. Now, yeah. he's, now he's like, did you see episode one in the theater? Well, well, eventually it was, was she born yet? Right. And then it became, yeah, these days it's not quite episode one in the theater. But we're getting there. We're getting there. I mean, He's I, getting I there. To <laughs> He's getting there. Um, yeah, that's a very geek way of like, because uh, just in knowing you, like the, the first couple times meeting you, uh, and, and th this is the thing. Uh, you guys have seen episodes of the old show where we broadcast from Cat's comic book store. The only reason I get my comics there is because Ian. I used to get my comics somewhere else, and Ian thumped me behind the ear and was like, dude, 30% off. you got to go where I go. Well, it's more than that, too. It's You know, you want to go to a store where they actually read the comics and have a passion for it, and there's a good environment there. A lot of creators go there, which I think speaks a lot of the store. You know, where there's a little bit of a community. Right. You know? I mean, discount matters too, but you know, I mean, that's why you know, I mean, golden apple. Well, you I've been in there. I, I, I've been in DJs, and uh, and I'll be behind, I'll be behind like Jeff Loeb, who is a writer for comic books. He's also a writer on Lost. He's a writer on Heroes, and uh, a consulting producer. Consulting producer, and um, and I'll or I'll be behind Alan Heinberg. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Jeff Johns. 
like all those dudes get their, their books there. And uh, of course, I geek out, clam up, and don't invite them onto the podcast. But maybe I'll warm up and they'll be geekscapers uh, in the near future. Do you like that term for the listeners, geekscapists, geekscapers, and uh Well, I, I like it because like it sounds like you're a Farscape fan, so you know. That's another thing that Ian and I bonded on. Ian go, did a double take, and he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not watching Farscape? Yep. And Farscape. I was like, dude, that's a bunch of Muppet shit. I don't watch anything where the, where the chicks are blue. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and he said, well, sit down. And he, you explained right. to me what Farscape was about, and it got me into Farscape. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Well, well, the best thing about that was I Is remember. This mic close enough to you? Okay. I remember at, at the time, uh, you were in a relationship with someone who just hated anything geek and just you know just couldn't acknowledge or anything like that, including me. Yes. Well, right. and, and that's like any that, of that my probably, yeah, went right. without saying. It's par for the but, course. But and I would I was you know slowly giving you the DVDs, letting you watch a little, so you'd be hungry for more. I didn't want to just give it all to you at once. Mm-hmm. And then you, you came to me one day and you said, yeah, of course. So you called me up and you said, so I need another one. And apparently the girlfriend who hated everything geek was like, well, what do you mean you don't have the next one? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. because of course, you know, she was in the closet. And then I was like, she only wanted to go to the convention, but I couldn't know. It was oh, a yeah, big yeah, yeah. secret. She wanted to go to the Farscape convention, yeah. but don't, don't tell Ian. And then, of course, Peacekeeper Wars came on for all you Farscape fans. Or people who don't know Farscape, that was the, the movie that finished up the series. And uh, she cried during the, one of the most climatic moments. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's how Ian and I know each other. He's definitely a certified geek, as you guys will learn. Uh, and Ian was nice enough to go to see a couple movies with me this weekend. Yeah. First one out of the bat, because you guys are huge fantasy fans. We had to go. Aragon. <laughs> Aragon. Aragon. <laughs> Aragon is based on the book. Uh, a lot of people... It got a lot of publicity because it was written by a 19-year-old kid, I guess. Yeah, and, and it shows. It, <laughs> have you read the book? I actually haven't read the book, and I heard it was. Hey, I heard that the book was highly derivative, and so was the movie. Well, well, what it's about is is a kid who, uh, you know, you you have an evil ruler who's cast everybody into, uh, you know, submission, and he he rules with an iron fist. But one day it's prophesied that dragons will return, uh, and uh, that a dragon rider will lead like a revolt against the king, and so you have this kid, Aragon, and he finds a dragon's egg while he's hunting in the forest. And of course it hatches. Of course he's got a dragon. Of course he has like a psychic link with the thing. And he starts putting together uh, a resistance, right? Yes, yes. And so that's what it's about. It's but of course, you know, he's destined to be the one and no one can do anything without him. And, you know, he has to lead everybody and save the day and go rescue the girl and everything has to work out right. And of course it has to be that, you know, he has his Obi-Wan. Right. You know, who has so, to so, teach him for a while. And so what did you think of the movie? Straight up. Extremely derivative. The effects were decent. You know, they mm-hmm. were much better than I expected. I know that, you know, at, at Comic-Con, when we, we saw stuff, everyone was going, okay, here's a trailer without any effects. Who knows if this movie's going to be any good? Right. And, well, the dragon looked good. That's the nicest thing I can say about the movie. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this movie... Uh, they, they clearly paid some really good actors to be in it. Well, here, here's the thing, because uh, it, it opens up on clouds and a narration, and I immediately look at Ian, and I'm like, dude, how can they... Uh, like, it, <laughs> like, Lord of the Rings just came out. Yeah. It's not like people have forgotten about it long enough for you guys to make something that just rips it. But, well, but 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 then I, I started thinking I was like you know what you can't compare things to Lord of the Rings because yeah especially they're, they're because we're about to get the, we're about to get the Hobbit without Peter Jackson. Are you sure we're going to get the Hobbit without Peter Jackson? That's the way it's looking now. You we we can your, all still you shut pray. Your mouth. Gilmore here is here. Brian Gilmore is here. We, we can pray it's going to work out, but you know apparently New Line is not ready to settle the lawsuit about profits. You know with Wingnut Films, right. which is Peter Jackson's company. So as of right now, they're going out to other directors. But I also heard that the uh, that it, that it expires. Well, that's the what they expires. have to. Yes, the right. option expires because it's a whole convoluted deal with MGM having the rights and them having the rights. Right. They have to get it done quickly. They don't feel they can settle the lawsuit quick enough, so they have to go out to other directors. But I don't know about everyone else. But I mean, you know, do we want to see it? Yeah, we want to see it. But I don't know. I'm not excited to go see The Hobbit Without if Peter people. Jackson doesn't do it. Uh, well, we'll get into to my opinion on this, but. Uh, but so basically, my I thought Aragon. But that's the derivative work I want to see. Yeah, it, this is the thing about Aragon. I was like, I was like, okay, I can't, I can't compare it to Lord of the Rings. Um, what it reminds me the most of is uh, 
the 80s movies that came out after Star Wars. Yes. When, when sci-fi got really popular, and then okay. people started turning into... We had some good ones. We had Willow? La- we had w- Lady Hawk. We had Willow. We had um, Dragon Slayer. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you have the Mad Mardigan character in this. Right. Who looks like a, like, like somebody in Fall Out Boy. Uh, yes. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I thought that... Every time he was on the screen, no, no, I kept it, going, No, no it was dance. Christian Slater from Robin Hood and Met, uh, Prince of Thieves. Right. That's who he was, with the hair drooping and throwing he had, it and he shooting had emo arrows. It, it, it's, yeah. Um, the kid wasn't very good, but neither was Mark Hamill, so I want to hold that against him. <laughs> My problem with this, it was, it, it was, it felt like wait a really second. safely. Wait a second. What, what about the fight scene, the goofy kidding around fight scene with the cousin okay. brother slash thing? I mean, was that the most? Fun? I thought I was watching Top Gun for Home Erotica. Here, here's the thing. <laughs> you see, you see. Here's the thing. You see, you have a scene where he fights his brother with bow staff. And it's it's kind of a wannabe version of the uh, of the fighting pirates. Yes, exactly. That's you know? exactly what I thought. But of. but but more homoerotic. Very homoerotic. They both look like they came out of an Abercrombie Fitch ad. And, and they're uh, rolling around each other and giggling. I look next to me at Ian, and he is squeezing the popcorn tub on onto his lap, and he said, "You want some popcorn?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Whoa, dude, I wanted some popcorn." But uh, but anyway, um. Here's the th- here's the problem with that scene, besides the fact that it was just homoerotic. But uh, most of the fight scenes in this movie just seem like they're over edited. You know, yes. they're, they're just yes. cut like crazy. There's really no choreography, and if there is, it's totally lost on the over editing. Yes. And and the shots are just generic, and uh, there's no scope to this movie. Well, here's the thing. You know I, I mean? felt like the whole movie is setting up. I mean, it may as well been, have been the Hobbit from a, a book standpoint. It's all about setting up what they're hoping is going to be a series. I mean. The cousin disappears, and you think he's going to come back, and he doesn't, because obviously that's meant for later. Um, John Malkovich, I, I think he it was, was your comment, was he, that he, he was he was on the set for five hours. Yeah, I mean, and he, is and, every and, scene, and I could not stop laughing the entire time. Oh, every yeah. scene he's in, guys, he, he's only in the scene, he's only in the movie for about like a total of like five minutes. Was it Christmas dinner time? And it's bad, guys. It's really, really bad. Uh, but hey, you pay for mortgage, uh, right? Jeremy Irons, um. Apparently, John Malkovich is the new Michael Caine. Give him a million dollars, I'll be in anything. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for John Malkovich eats a box for money. Mm. You know? <laughs> and the thing with, with Jeremy Irons is uh, <laughs> there's that one scene where he says, Long ago, there were dragon riders who, you know, filled the sky. And he starts talking in this uh, dreamy, you know, way. And, and I turn to him and I go, This movie's about yeah. <laughs> well, and that's another thing. It's like it's like, and no one remembers the dragons really. But I mean, how long has it been? Fifteen years? I mean, it's like, what is this? Is it amnesia? Oh my God! It's a big that, secret that, that, story. That was my problem. Oh no! Let him speak. Oh okay. The soldiers are gonna kill kill right. him if he speaks. Let him speak. The little punk says it. Okay, now he gets to tell the story. That that was my what? problem with uh with, with when Lucas went back and, and gave us prequels. Yes. Was it totally negates Han Solo's great line of being I've been on one side of this galaxy to another and there's right. nothing you can say that makes me believe there's an all powerful force. And suddenly, and I'm like I'm like wait, dude. There. Twenty when, years when, before when, everything, eighteen yeah. years before everyone was ru- running There's around a lightsabers. There's Jedi on every damn corner. Yeah, you know. Um, so well, except that you know, I mean, his whole being of one galaxy to another. I mean, I think it's established in Episode One that Tatooine isn't even part of the Republic. They don't know from anything over there. Although you got the little bug that knows some Jedi's. And, and while you're at it, they sure do go to Tatooine a shitload. Yeah. For some place that's in the middle of nowhere, you know. Uh, yeah, when's the last time you've been in the fucking South Pole? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, well, yeah, but the argument to that is when we're introduced to it. I mean, that's right. where Luke is, and that's where Anakin comes you, from, which you, is established. You even have that moment in Aragon where he's out on his farm oh, looking at, yeah. the, at, at the sky. And I'm exactly thinking, like wh- where, where is the second sun? Right. That's exactly I, I was like, I, I think I actually talked to you. I was like, really? Are you, are you kidding me? I mean, so so basically, like this is a movie that's fantasy by numbers. Yes. You, you take some of the the strongest things that that we love from some of our favorite fantasy and science fiction movies, our geek movies, and you put them in this film without the reason why. I will say though that Rachel Vice as the voice of the dragon hot because Rachel Vice is always hot. <laughs> you know I mean? Never did I want. Was I turned on by a dragon before? But there it is. I it's was, Rachel Vice. I, I was turned on know? by this. 
I'm the last dragon. <laughs> I'm the last of my kind. Well, well, we can only hope that the evil dragon at the end is Connery going all rogue. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, they're not gonna make sequels. To that. Yeah, I, I, I doubt it. So, um, to get the taste out of our mouths, uh, Ian and I went to see Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, this is a Spanish movie about a young girl named Fiona who's about 12 years old. She joins her mother, uh, who's pregnant on the way to a, a military outpost in the mountains where her new sad is taking part uh, in the Spanish army's attempt to uh, kill all the socialists yes. that, that were fighting uh, and, and are defeated in the Spanish Civil War. They run up into the mountains. He's, he's chasing them. And uh, Fiona goes there. Her life starts beginning to suck huge. So there's an ancient labyrinth next to uh, the outpost in the mountains. Right. And she starts to explore it. And... Uh, <laughs> the entire fantasy starts from there. Well, and it's an interesting juxtaposition. And, and you know, Jonathan and I were fortunate enough to actually see the screening and right. see the director and director photographer speak afterwards. And talking about how they shot the scenes differently. But you have the fantasy world, if it is fantasy or not. Or just imagination, right? Yes, yes. Her or, escapist imagination. Right, I do right. that a lot. Mainly with porn. Well, yeah, of course. But well, we all do that. I mean, I mean guys, guys several times a day. I mean... <laughs> But, but you know, you have that, and, and it's really interesting, you know, where, whether or not it's an escape and how it's relating to the rest of her life and all that, and, and ultimately the end. I mean, what I will say is I definitely recommend it visually. It's beautiful. And, and knowing what the product, Yeah, I did. It, no, knowing what the, and they spent so little money on what they accomplished. It, see, okay, see, in this movie, and in, in the movie's impressive, it, it's, it, next week, guys, we're going to go over uh, Best of 2006, and this is one of the top five. Um, it's a gorgeous movie. It's in Spanish, so you're going to be reading a bit. But the visuals are incredible. Um, yes. This is his best movie. Uh, I would say Devil's Backbone is his second best movie. Um, and it's a companion piece to Devil's Backbone, which you, you hadn't seen. I haven't seen Devil's Backbone. It's great. I, I, I need to run that. Um, the movie's just strong. And, and it's creepy, and it doesn't pull punches on the violence. It doesn't pull punches on the things that, because there's a kid in this movie... Yeah, it's a true fairy tale. Right. Th th this movie, and, and Guillermo del Toro actually said that, is that this is a classic fairy tale, which it's gruesome. It's There's blood, there's death, there's things mm -hmm. to it. But yeah, as you say, it's not pulling punches. And uh, so to take you back to the uh, Hobbit comment, if Peter Jackson doesn't do the Hobbit, there needs to be a script sitting on Guillermo del Toro's desk. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely... And, and we know he can do the effects movies. I mean, right. you know... I mean, Hellboy. I Hellboy's a great movie. You know, I mean, that's the only guy I can possibly think of doing The Hobbit if Peter Jackson can't do it. I could, I could live with that. You know what I mean? Because this movie really, everything. This movie moves on all cylinders. Everything is working for this movie. Uh, every beat of it, you're feeling it to the, to the fullest. You know, in the in the way that, that he kind of holds your hand, carrying you through this film, scene by scene. There's no scene that feels extra. There's no scene that, that seems like it went too long. Yeah. Everything that you're feeling and everything that he's giving you works. I, I enjoy it so much that I don't even want to get too substantive in my comments because I, don't I want everyone to go out and see it. Right. See the movie. Right. You don't want you don't want to know what twists are coming, whatever else. But I mean, there's some really great, great things in there. It's. I mean, <laughs> I came home and I was so jazzed uh, I couldn't go to sleep. Uh, so I played Twilight Princess until 2 a.m. Right. Uh, That's why. You were jazzed about the movie. That's why you played Twilight Princess until 2 a.m. You I wouldn't have excuses. done it otherwise. Yeah, I need excuses. Um, so we, let's just skip trailers this week. Um, sometimes okay. if there's like a badass trailer, we can, we'll talk about it. But I'm not that into the trailers. Uh, it's not something I want to force on episodes every week. I just kind of want to do it when I feel it. Like if there's a kick-ass Spider-Man 3 right, trailer or right. something like that. Because well, you know that I mean? movie's going to rock. And, you know, as good as the trailers have been, uh, what I saw in San Diego, I still haven't seen her trailer yet. That movie is going to be the shit. Now, um, Ian's this guy who is always like, you know, like, like uh, I'm going to midnight. You always go at midnight on that Thursday. If I can, I like to. Right. Yeah. You know That's what I mean? Like, he is always at Comic-Con every day of Comic-Con, including the preview night on Wednesday. Actually, no, I don't go to preview night. I've never gone to preview night. Well, I'm not buying toys. So, That's you know, children's it, shit. Yeah. No, it's not that. I mean, I just, I don't buy toys because, I mean, I'm an obsessive compulsive collector, so it's a slippery slope. 
I'm, you know, as you know, I'm an avid comic book collector. His um, comic collection is sick. Yeah, I, I have a decent collection. Guys, so, as much of have, if you guys have been with me since the old show, you guys know how much I love comics and how much I just know about comics and just adore comics. Multiply that by about fifty times, and look right next to me. Yeah. I mean, this I, is what that looks like. I buy probably about thirty-five or forty comics a week. Right, I, I so, buy on average about ten, about somewhere between eight to twelve. So yeah, if that yeah. tells you anything, so I mean, it's a lot. Ian and I have a. You do you own every Amazing Spider-Man? Almost. Um, what are you I, missing? I'm missing like the first fifteen. He's missing the first fifteen. So if you guys are out there, I, do, I don't. I don't have the. Your the father doesn't there. let you in the attic. Yeah. Break that lock. Go up in the attic. Find his old. I mean, I have reprints of them, but I mean, I have originals of the rest. Don't cheat. Well, I, I had to read them. Right. Right. You know. Um. I have a. You know, I have something I can read of every copy, and and what and bear in mind that from there, and I have every other Spider-Man title. Right. And, every everyone. And my ex, my collection is about the same, except from there I have like nine up and everything. And it's not just that you own this shit. I, if I, if I own it, it, I read it. The sad thing is, you, you I don't know if it's sad, but not amongst us it's sad, but uh, you know it. Well, you're like, I no wait, that goes back to, <laughs> you're, t- you're telling me stuff, because c- continuity gets really convoluted. Yeah, but you know, you see, know back. see, at your age, you know, I have eight years. Do you hear this? I have eight years ahead of you. I've been reading comics at least that much right. longer than you. I mean, how old are you when you started reading comics? Um, I would say I was somewhere in like the age of like ten to twelve, somewhere. Yeah, like. I mean, I read a little as a kid, but I became a, and it's scary to say it. I was a hardcore collector at like eleven, and I worked in my local. That's like that's like t- me- meeting a kid, and he's like, "Yeah, I was doing heroin by 11. I was having sex by twelve. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. No, I was hardcore. I mean, I was because, working, cause, and I worked. I worked in some the kids store. get out of it, and then they oh, get back into it. You well, never got out of it. I, no, I actually did. That's not true. I stopped collecting in high school. You always stop collecting in high school because you, Se- you, you have this fantasy that you're going to get laid. Well, no, that's not why I stopped. I stopped because I, I, I remember it, and this will be weird for you because of your age, but for me it was comics had gone. When I started collecting, they were like 60 cents cover price, and then they went to 75. And then everything went from 75 cents to a dollar in like Can a couple of weeks. The day? And Yeah, I mean, I know it, it's so much cheaper now, but, but the idea, I mean, you realize it went up 33 and a third percent. That's radical. Suddenly it was like, oh my God, like what do I got to come up with to get the same exact titles? Right. And it had stopped being fun. I was going every couple of weeks. It was it was a it was a weird time. I mean, I quit collecting in like late '86, and it actually brings. It, it, oh, actually, the I'm sorry, year early '87. Comics went great. Well, that's well, well, that's the reality. No, because here's the thing. I mean, it's actually right before. It's kind of like politics, where things get a little more oppressive, and then some great things happen. I mean, Dark Knight Returns had just come out, which was great. You know, Watchmen, Watchmen was just ending, which was great. But you know. Crisis had ended, and I felt DC was a mess after Crisis. Crisis was so great, but after the Crisis, there's a lot of things that, you know, people didn't know what to do with the characters. And I think we have a similar thing going on right now with some of these big crossovers. Right. So we'll, we'll get know? into that. Yeah, okay. But, I mean, but, we can save it we, afterwards. Let's but, start, let's start uh, movie news. We talked about Farscape. Yeah. Golden Globes came out. Golden Globes came out, yes. Now, so, nomination. we got the list. Okay. Let's go over the list. What, what's the big? Well, let's not go over the whole list, but right. what what jumps out? What's at you? jumping out at you? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio got nominated twice. Well, that's not going to happen at the Oscars. Here's my thing on the Leonardo DiCaprio thing. Uh, he can split the vote, end up with neither. Yeah. Uh, one of the disappointments I saw on that list was, uh, did you see Hap Nelson? Um, I didn't, but I'm. I was at Sundance when it was going on. I've only heard great things about him. Yeah. Well, Ryan Gosling here. Well, he's amazing. He's awesome. In that movie. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I didn't like was. Uh, as much as I love, so he, he can get the notebook vote, right? Right. <laughs> as, as much as I love uh, Borat, yeah, I don't think Sasha Baron Cohen no. should have gotten nominated for an, uh, an acting. Well, thing. you have to remember he's fully method. He becomes Borat. Sure. Oh, but over, that, did you see Stranger Than Fiction? I love Stranger Than Fiction. Dude, that that dude, may be one of my Will favorite Fer- movies of the year. Should Will Ferrell have not gotten a, a nomination like that? They should just give that movie every nomination they can give it. Will Ferrell was amazing, and it's it's understated. It's different than anything else I've ever seen him do. Right. Um, that movie is pure brilliance. Everything on the screen is absolutely amazing. Right. I love, love, love that movie. Go, run, but, see that but movie. But you've got Sasha Baron Cohen and his... Yeah, well, the, and and you know, and, and that that's why there's several nominations. But no, he should not win over Will Ferrell. And if he does, well, Will then Ferrell's it's a sellout. Not, no, here's, here's what no, I'm telling no, you. I'm just Will, saying, Will if Ferrell, he does, it's because the movie's making here's, money. Here's, 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 here's what I'm telling you, friend. Um, yeah, 
he, he shouldn't be in there. And then, and then you have... Uh, well, what I'm saying, you have to have yeah. other performances. I mean, yeah, Johnny Depp. You know, Johnny Depp is great in Pirates, but we've already seen it. He's hours. doing the same thing. Yeah, it's way, way... That movie's way too long. Right. I mean, you know, did we really need the whole King Kong scene? Great. Johnny Depp got to do the cute thing with the makeup. Like, like I care. You know, did, did we really need the... I mean, I mean, I just saw King Kong last year. Do I really got to watch the whole island scene again? Um, One, one thing that... Like, uh, you got The Departed. I Great. think that movie deserves Really good movie. Well, it's a B plus. Really? You know what? Gilmore? I, 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 Did you me. love it more than no, that? No, no, excuse me. I, I love Martin Scorsese. I love Jack Nicholson. Okay? But here's the thing. Talk about overly indulgent of Jack. Did we really need the the menage scene? Did we need the opera scene? What is that about? Did it have anything to do with the movie? I'm going back to Sasha Baron Cohen with this guy, actually. If you want to do that. Okay. Well, what I've got, uh, he totally belongs on there. He belongs on there almost more than any other actor on there. Why is that? Because a lot of the a lot of the Borat stuff that he's been doing. Um, well, I'm I'm kind of sick, so maybe next time. Yeah, he's he has these tissues, guys. He's like, you're yeah, they're left over from this morning before the shower. And so, oh, good. no, no, don't worry. And um, oh, oh, oh. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, uh, there's a good night's sleep for all you guys. I hope you guys were eating. Listening, I hope I you guys were eating some kind of... I just stuck my thumb in Gilmore's nuts and then put it in my mouth. Hopefully you're all eating pea soup. All right. So, Sasha Baron Cohen... <laughs> I don't even know why I did that. Wow. And so, Sasha Baron Cohen belongs... On this, because a lot of Borat is he's, purely he's, improvisational. You're stippling between every word. Purely improvisational, <laughs> and it's amazing. No, 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 no. I do believe a lot of it is staged, but a lot of it is Im- improvisational as well. And the way that he not only pulls off that, but that he pulls off his characters. His characters are so believable, and he really, like you said, no, he's like method, and they're great. Hey Graham. And that is why you're a comedy specialist. And that is why you and that is why you I respect him as an actor and as a creator and as a as a as a comedian because he's so convincing in his characters. He really drives in and he's just like, Wow, this is that guy. You forget you're watching an actor and that's what that's a lot of what good acting is. And so that's why I do think that he deserves some kind of recognition. I think our audience is forgetting that they're listening to a podcast. Mm. They, they went back to whatever the fuck they were doing. For All right. You, know, you have to give that movie a lot of credit for breaking up uh, Pam Anderson to Ross because that wouldn't have happened otherwise. Okay. What? Yeah, yeah. That relationship yeah. was stable. Yeah, I mean, they had a few months going, so I was kind of excited. Get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, I'm going to go blow my nose. He's going to go do some more blow. Gilmore's chasing the dragon in the corner. Um, You know, uh, we, let's talk about heroes. <laughs> Because we love heroes. Let's talk about heroes. And, yes. uh, so we're, and, we're on to television. It, well, what's his nuts? Uh, the dude who plays um, Hero got nominated. Yes. For Masioka uh, got nominated for a best performance by an actor in a supporting role. Right. He got, he got nominated <laughs> for that the total stereotype. That's what I'm gonna say. The, the, I feel I feel like 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 okay. I love heroes. Uh, the Ali Lard storylines, bleh. But she's hot. And it's always been blah. But she's always so, been hot. They uh. Wait a second. The episode when she has sex with uh, Nathan Petrelli. That was it's hot. hot. Yeah, but they didn't show it. No, that was, it, was a good, it was a good shot when she's, you know, on top, and, you know, and straddling him. I mean, I, um, I thought that was good. So, so if you guys aren't watching Heroes, there might be some spoilers in this, but... No, uh, if you guys aren't watching Heroes, anyone that likes right. comic books, uh, that likes you fantasy... Guys should, you guys are watching Heroes. Heroes is, you guys are watching Heroes. Heroes is, Heroes um, is the bomb. I, I ruined Heroes for myself. A couple weeks ago, uh, when I realized that Peter Petrelli's character is stylistically based on Little Nicky, with the, with the <laughs> no, have you not seen that Gilmore? With the with the bang, and the crooked mouth, and the way he's yeah. like, save the cheerleader, save the world, right? And uh, well, Milo Ventimiglia, you know, played uh, Sylvester Stallone's son in the newest Rocky movie, so that so. makes him retarded. Does that make him retarded? Yeah. No, you know, I think maybe he just got stuck in that style. Of he looks like Little Nicky. I can't look at him anymore and not think of Adam Sandler and Little Nicky. Yeah, it's ruined the show. But but well, the the Masioka character, the uh, the hero, some Japanese guy in America right. with the same language barrier that acts like that. Well, and as I understand it, he's not even Japanese, so that's why he's getting nominated. 
Dude, <laughs> it, it gotta be hard to be a, a the, different the type of Asian episodes. person and and play such a total Japanese stereotype. I mean, dude, I, no, I, I, I think I think he's not. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well. No, I mean, I mean, I just, I, I, I it's, it's, it's not black. We won't stomach racism. It, we won't, but, but I just feel like, like at first it was, it was, it was cute, it was entertaining. Then it started getting a little bit annoying. Now I'm just like, dude, this is some racist crap. Let's just hurry no, up. Now it's like, yeah, yeah that's sword. right. Get, get get the sword. Start kicking butt. Fight a dinosaur. You know, start speaking non-broken English. Let's just get there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, Golden Globes. Are you a big awards show fan? I, I try to watch them. I keep track. You know, uh, it, it depends. I mean, I'll watch the Globes. I'll watch the Oscars. I'll watch the Emmys. Really? And, and I'll watch the VMA. You do it for work, too. It's, yeah, it's big. Yeah. I watch the VMA Awards because that'll be fun. I'm, you know. I'm a big MTV Movie Awards fan. Yeah. That's basically what I watch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The skits are always good. So, uh. Sketches, excuse me. See, that's because <laughs> I watched Studio 60. I have to know the difference between skits and sketches now. Is that a good show? It's Aaron Sorkin, so the writing's always going to be great. You know? Um. I, I read a really interesting review that basically said about it that it's. It's getting a little bit too caught up in the fact that. It is about television, and, and you're seeing that. But, of course, you know, the critics are never happy. Either it's too much about the issues, and they're going on too much about, you know, the war and all that. Then they go too much about the entertainment business when that's what the show's about. But you know what? 30 Rock manages to be really great without being stuck in that. You know, Brian Gil- Gilmore doesn't agree. Well, Gilmore you know, Alec agree. Baldwin is amazing. Yeah, sure. But he's amazing in almost every... He's the best actor in the he's world. so, so good. <laughs> he's the greatest actor who's ever lived. He, he, he has found a way as he's gotten older to just kind of subtly poke fun at himself in such an endearing way. Yeah, so endearing. That's right. we, forget, we forgive well, him his brothers. We'll, I don't know if we'll forget, but we forget. So, um, what else we got here? Uh, oh, no, I know what else we got. The fact that you still have not watched Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Okay? Here's a guy that's running, he's now running a website. He did a podcast for how long? Over a year? Called. What was the old one? I don't, I don't remember. Now I don't even Geek remember. Skate? What kind of self-respecting geek, or maybe non-self-respecting geek, I'm not sure if the two terms are a contradiction or not, you don't watch Battlestar Galactica, the best show on television. Gilmore <laughs> just hit me with something. You know, we, we should be beating you. Okay? I mean, all right, this week we'll stay on topic, the mid-season break. What an awesome show. I mean... Talk about political allegory. I don't want to say too much because maybe one day he'll actually watch it. I will. I will. But I, 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 you know how you know how on TiVo they're starting to call this time shifting. They're starting to call people who TiVo and watch shows later time shifting because it's uh, it's it's messing up the Nielsen's ability right, to right. Uh, to do advertising yeah. and stuff like well, that. Screw those guys. Anyway, right. But yeah, they're, they're calling it time shifting. I have taken it the further step, and I only watch stuff on DVD. I'm super time shifting look you know and a lot of people are like that and i get that i mean i think that you know it's like i only read stuff in trades oh fuck you no i don't read everything in trades but stuff like fables walking Uh, dead stuff like that i read in trades first of all you know there there are a lot of people out there that say that they're comic book fans and they read only trades and listen i understand it's it's easier and you don't want to wait first of all that's kind of bullshit because if you're a comic book fan part of it is you go on wednesday I mean, comic book collectors, it's Wednesday. The line you in know? the sand has been drawn. Countdown right? to Wednesday. No, I mean, I'm sorry. It's like, you know, you, Gilmore has his hand up. Apparently, we're picking... What? Gilmore, what? you need to go to a hospital. You, you want to say what? Look at Gilmore. His whole face is red. Dude, just wait. Okay, so if you're, if you're a comic book so, fan... Well, no, I'm just saying. Yeah. So here's the thing. You know, for books like that, it's a Vertigo book. You can read that in trade. Um, I think if you you can't follow anything from the big two of Marvel and DC by trade. No, you can't. You, you know, Absolutely you can't not. do crossovers. Absolutely and, not. And in this day and age, where I mean, they actually are—they're they, they change the whole nature of a company. I don't think you can consider yourself a comic book fan if you don't read comics. If you only read trades, right? It, it just—it doesn't work. You're anymore. a trade fan, and, and I admit it's the marketing plan and all that. So, but oh, Gilmore's waving me off. Gilmore, get the hell out of here. Gilmore is not a comic book fan. Gilmore wasn't even born. He born Gilmore. He was born in a test tube. Uh, he was born he was in part, '85. He was part of a Cold War uh, plot. So um, I could be your father. You maybe, Laura just laughed from the other room. We're yeah. we're filming in Laura's bedroom or living room. Uh, we're we're filming in Laura's living room, and uh, so you're. Excited. I'm not his father because yeah. he doesn't get it about comic books. Right, and, and you would have beat his ass. So, yeah, that would um, be it. Would you shut the fuck? Yeah, up, there is a difference between collectors and fans. To repeat, in case people can't hear Gilmore, but that's not the point. The point is that 
there are people that I know that say that you know they're in for comic books and they're a they bunch just of look at trades. Bunch of liars. I mean, you know, trades are cool. Oh, oh, speaking of, how's this for pet peeve? Graphic novels. I only read graphic novels. I got news for you. If the book came out as a comic and they collected it, it's not a graphic novel. It's a trade paperback. Okay? I just found myself a whole new level of geek. Well, fine. Whatever. Fuck you. That's a trade paperback. A graphic novel is an original work meant to be in that format. Yes, okay, it's fine. You know, people, you get to a bigger audience, and I get that, and I think it's a great thing, and I applaud it, and I want people to be reading them, you know, but Sin City was a comic book. Right. Actually, Sin City started out, you know, Dark Horse right. Comics Presents. But Arkham, Arkham Asylum is a graphic novel. Arkham Asylum is a graphic novel. Right. That's right. Oh, I hear you, buddy. You know, um, I hear you. every Sin City story. It, it doesn't I mean, get my no, Spider-Man no, actually, panties in the, a twist, you know, but. There was family values. You know, there were a couple of Sin City graphic novels, right. you know, but most of them are trade paperbacks. Well, well, well uh, to keep the show moving, you're All a big right, fan of comic books. I am. You must have been excited by the news about Dimension Films moving forward with a Madman film, right. the Mike Alred I'm film. I'm thrilled. You know what? Speaking of Sin City, it's Robert Rodriguez's company, Troublemaker, is doing it. Right. So he's producing. But he's not directing. George Huang, you guys may have known him from uh, Swimming with Sharks. Yeah. He, he directed that Great one. Great movie. Uh, and wrote it, and uh, maybe he, I think he's working tightly with Alred. They're going to shoot in the Sin they City are. style. They are. This is the, as a director... Uh, and somebody who loves Madman, I've read every Madman. I'm really excited that Image Comics is doing a new Madman book coming out in March. And uh, this is the plug, this plug, is, yeah, this plug. is the character right here. This is the character that I would want to do the most as a comic book movie. So uh, they are only doing it to screw you, so you don't get. The they're only doing it to screw me. No, I mean he—he just—he's he, the one that was the snappiest. It, it, it's a guy who has a mysterious past. Uh, he's like a reanimated corpse, kind of like Frankenstein. His name's Frank Einstein, and you don't know too much about his past. You think maybe he was an assassin, but he's got a really hip feel to him. Uh, he uses a yo-yo as a weapon. He hangs out with this red-haired chick named Joe. Kind of looks like Laura. <laughs> she looks like Laura. And uh, hangs out with like um, mad scientists, fights aliens, fights mutants. And uh, it's done in a really cool way. And Mike Gower is one of my top favorite artists of all time. Uh, he did the artwork for like Chasing Amy. For those of you guys who don't know, the, the Blood Man and Chronic artwork, that's Mike Alred. Um, and uh, I'm excited for this film. Yeah, more no, so than almost anything else. This is the one movie I wanted to see Robert Rodriguez make while he was being sidetracked with Spy Kids, while he was doing Sin City. I, while even while he was doing, uh, you know, the 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 Grindhouse, which is gonna be one of my favorite films. Oh, that's gonna it, be it, awesome. I, I kept being like, dude, get back to Madman. Get back to Madman. Yeah. I've wanted to see a Madman movie like crazy, and now hopefully we're finally gonna get it. Well, you know, it, it, we, we live in an exciting time. I mean, the advent of um, CGI has given us an opportunity to, you know, pretty much all these properties get to be made. And you know what? It's a lot easier where a property comes from a smaller company to get it made. You know, so, I mean, obviously the studios are, they're plumbing them. And yes, I know there are going to be people that are purists who are like, oh, everything has to be made. But you know what? It's exciting. And, you know, I have to admit, I, I have certain friends that look at me and go like, you're part of the problem. Here's the bottom line. The comic and I like it and make a movie. I'm gonna go see it. Right, I'll you know? see. I'll see. And I might right not here. love it, and, 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 and you know what's worse? And I'm probably gonna buy the DVD. Dude, you bought X3. I bought X3. I bought, own it. You own Fantastic Four. All right, get all right. The, the one I really get crap for is Daredevil, but I own the director's cut, and it's much cut. better. It's much better. Dude, it's so it, much the better. The director's cut of Daredevil is good. <laughs> it's good. No, you get watch so it. Excited. Watch it. So um. No one believes me. I'm telling you, it's good. So I'm excited. Uh, they actually develop the plot. They don't butcher it in the cuts, in the transitions. Dude, the Daredevil, the Daredevil director's cut's much better. Yeah. He still lets the I dude, mean, he still lets the dude dry, die on, yes, the, on the train but tracks, he doesn't, but not down. Excuse me. He doesn't go ahead and let someone get killed so he can get laid. That's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. That's gross. I mean, listen. I'm glad to see we got the hot sex scene with Jennifer Garner, which made her leave her husband and you know have Ben Affleck's baby. I get it, you know, but. Yeah, not over somebody yeah. in peril. That's oh, no, yeah, screw it. Let, cry for help, I'm going to get laid. Yeah, that's a superhero. That's, yeah, that, that's not what superheroes do, as we speak from experience. Um, so speaking of comics, we can talk about... I mean, I would have done with, you know. <laughs> we can talk about comics with, with Ian until the cows come home and they're on their way. But uh, I kind of want to say there's there's been some good books that came out. Yeah. Spider-Man Rain I've been disappointed by. Spider-Man Rain was a bit, very much that Dark Knight wannabe. It doesn't quite know where it's going. Right. Um, but I, I want to talk about uh, so some of these people who aren't so into comics. We've been talking a lot of comics in here. Uh, 
I mentioned Fables. Fables is awesome. You're hardcore into it. We awesome. haven't. We didn't. We never covered it on the old show. Okay. Well, did, what, did, did I convince you to buy? Get into that? Yeah. I think I did. You yeah. did. And uh, you so convinced good. me to get into so much. You. you yeah. You, I, dude, I, I'm a dealer. So, I've blown so much money. That's right. Yeah, I'm a drug dealer. That's so, right. uh, what's Fables about? Fables is a is a modern day take on what if all these fables that we've heard, all these fairy tale characters, Snow White, Beauty and yeah, the Beast, they all they all come from a different dimension and. In an effort to escape some great secret adversary who was conquering all of their homeland. Do you have the trade paperwork um, I got you, baby? I got more. In, in an uh, effort, they, they all the came to our Mundi, mundane Earth, and they live in secret in a place called Fable Town, and they have rules Here's the first to, trade. to stay to stay in hiding. But uh, and, and it's just it's absolutely great. And Bill Winningham is the guy who writes it. And uh, do, is there a regular art team like like uh, this guy Medina? What's his name? Um, was it did Angel Medina do this one? Uh, Ian, oh, no, no, Lon Medina. Lon Medina is the penciler on on the first trade that I I picked up for Laura so she can have something to read on the plane for holidays. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I I've started to read it, and basically uh the like the main character is uh the big bad wolf, and he's like well he's he's actually it's not really a true main character. He's one of the the characters. Um, and actually I should also say that they've done a spinoff called Jack of Fables, which is also great. And in a different it's about, way. Who's, now, who's that person? Jack. Jack. And it, it's literally... And, and Jumping it's, Jack. It's, it's Jack from every fable that they were the Jack in. Right. So if it's Jack and the Beanstalk, if it's Jack and Jill... Jack be Nimble. Jack be Nimble. They're all him. He's the same Jack. And it's just, you know, I, I, I want everyone to go out and buy this and read it. And it's, you know, it, it's so clever. It's literary. And I mean, and, it's, and I have to admit, it's over my head, some of the, the lore that's going on in there. But I mean, it, it's fascinating. It's you know, big long story arcs. I mean, it's, it's divided into short arcs. So, you know, I mean, you can read one trade and not feel like, oh my god, I don't know what's going on, or I didn't get a complete story. So I mean, as we were saying before, a book like that, that you know, you can read that just by trades. Right. You know, actually, and um, I do. The, the Vertical Line does a really good job of um, you know putting out books that work really well and play to that market. That you know, the um, the bookstore market that carry the trades and all that. Is there um, a uh, Fables graphic novel? Uh, actually, one just came out. One thousand one nights. Yes. Okay. And, and it was great. So just making sure. Yes. Just, and that's a graphic novel. That is yes, a graphic yes, novel. Yes, that's right. Um. <laughs> that's right. There is not a hundred bullets graphic novel. It's so, a bunch of trade paperbacks. So, so, so that's a great book. Yeah, hundred bullets is a great book, and some of our readers picked it up from when we reviewed it on the old show. So that's that's a good recommendation if you think comics suck dick. And uh, one of the things that we and did, not in a good way. BJ and I uh, went to Seattle recently, and we got to hang out with somebody who listens to the show, and uh, he showed us around his comic book store. Hey, what's up, guys? We are find ourselves in sunny Seattle, Washington. Welcome. <laughs> and uh, we have a treat for you. Standing next to me is our good friend, Hello. Ben Dunn, but you guys may know him from the forums as... Funnelfish. <laughs> Hello. So, BJ and I are in Seattle. We, we uh, called up Ben Dunn, and we said, dude, why don't you show us your comic book store? Your your little geek paradise. That's right. So where are we right now? Right now we're at the Comics Dungeon on 45th Street, uh, 45th Street, Seattle, Washington. The comic book store in Seattle. Why is this your perfect comic book store, buddy? Well, for this, they have the largest selection of graphic novels in Seattle. Plus, anything they don't have, they can get for you within a matter of weeks, if not days. Um, also, they have... Um, they have really good deals if you get boxes. Like for me, I have probably about, I don't know. Like a subscription. Subscription, yeah. Okay. That's A pull list, some of you may know. I don't know tech terms, John. It's okay. I, so. I, there are different terms, I think, across the country. Right. Pull list, subscription, boxes. I have a box. Okay. You have your pull list. The more you get, the bigger discount you get. Let's just say right now I have a 30% discount. So. That's bad. That's bad. Financially, that's bad. Yeah. For you, not the store. No, financially for the store, they love me. So everything seems clearly alphabetized. I was I was perusing yep. earlier, buying myself some stuff. Uh, they've got stuff going back about three or four years that hasn't been put in the uh, catalog box. So if you miss something by a couple months, chances are it'll be up there. What do you Spider-Man, got? Mary Jane. Do you read that? Bet. Of course. Don't you? What? It's a chick book. They also have a really large selection of back issues. Um, and they also do the, what is that, CGC? Yeah, comic grading. comic grading service. That's right. They do a lot of CGC stuff. They have them up front. Uh, there's a lot of indie books. There's a lot of books that my that my store doesn't get 
because they don't carry a lot of hardbacks. You know what I mean? Like uh, right. a lot of stuff from Kitchen Sink Press, a lot of uh, more indie publishers are carried here. So if you guys aren't even big comic book superhero guys and tights fans, uh, you can find all sorts of art books for you artists, and there's all sorts of uh, independent books. All right, some of you guys have younger brothers and sisters. A lot of them accuse you of being a geek or a nerd. You can actually fight back by getting them some kitty books and plant the geek seed early so when they grow up, they'll be just like you. Don't be horrified. I think it's a great idea. And look, who doesn't want to grow up and be like us, too? We're sexy people. That's right. That's right. Hey. Now, I noticed that your store has a wider selection of toys than mine. It does. Um, I bought myself a, a toy earlier today, and... Uh, do you ever buy any of the toys? They have a huge selection. The only time I usually buy toys is for like holidays and birthdays. I don't myself collect toys, but if I were to, this is the place that has it. Right. Um, and a lot of variants. Like very uh, much. So. Here's a variant edition of the Last Marvel Legends. This is a uh, the Burn Victim Weapon X from Age of Apocalypse. Uh, that's a variant. They've got a uh, variant Venom over here for the Marvel Legends line, where uh, it's not just Venom. You actually see uh, Eddie, Brock. Eddie Brock getting uh, getting his ass torn up. So this is probably the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Island of Misfit Toys. Um, it says try me, and if if you notice, it's asking you to touch his butt. So let's see what happens. Oh, just like me, you touch my ass, my nose glows. So guys, this is a Geekscape exclusive. Right? Comic Book Store World Tour. That's right. Stop number one. Stop Coming number to one. your town. Alright, so that was our trip to Seattle to visit the Comics Dungeon, uh, Seattle, Washington, and hang out with our buddy Ben Dunn, who a lot of you guys know from the uh, forums as Funnelfish. Uh, so moving away from comics, but keeping the fantasy theme, I'd just like to tell you that you are looking right now at someone who an hour ago completed... Zelda Twilight Princess. My hand yet still has never watched any Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. My, 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 let me tell you, my left hand still hurts. The, the, the end battle through all the different forms of the end villain changes form. Dude, you got to get into Zelda. I, yeah, I do. I do. My, I'm, I'm my bad. I love games and I, I don't play enough because, you know, I watch so much television. I watch, go to so many movies. I read so many comic books. Something has to suffer. Right. I don't sleep that much. For me, it's Battlestar. Yeah, that's that's not okay. That's not okay. That's okay. Not okay. You know what? You could have taken a little longer to finish Zelda. I didn't say don't play it. Yeah. You could have taken a little longer to finish it, and you could have watched all about the Galactica. New Year's resolution: I'm gonna be a better geek. Dude, maybe a bigger geek. Dude, you still got two weeks. Fuck <laughs> New Year's resolution. <laughs> I can do it in the 2006. You can. Um. Well, as of the airing of this, so one I got one week to watch all the Battle Stars. Uh, but these guys will be really pissed when their episodes start coming late because I'm watching all of it. What, what's Graham's opinion? That I don't watch it because Boxy's not in it? That's why I don't watch it. Who said Boxy's not in it? Oh. Battlestar's great. All right. First of all, that episode when Kirk fights the Tribbles, <laughs> it's amazing. I like the Gorn episode better. No, wait. That's the wrong show. When Picard fights the Borgs, yeah. that's, no, that's the wrong show. When Serenity got canceled, no, wait. That's Firefly, Serenity's the Moon. Either one, when the Darth Vader shows up, it's the same thing. It's the same shit. Dude. I don't know him. I don't know if he's serious or not. Well, no, he's brought it up. Convince me. Besides saying it's awesome. Oh, he's, first of all, you know, the the actors, because, you know, they like to look down on us geeks, too. They like to, to say that it's not a science fiction show. It's a drama set in space, and it truly is. It's brilliant political allegory. Um, Time Magazine, Entertainment Weekly, they all say it's the best show on television. It won the Peabody Award for Artistic Excellence this past year. It's, Lord Michael's what? I, I don't know what Lord, she's talking about. Laura, you're awesome. <laughs> we stole her Laura's house. Awesome. She can talk. Oh. So it's a good show. It's an awesome show. Here, here, it's here. absolutely great on, on every level. And there's hot women on it. Yeah, we're on some hot women. In, in, in 2007, we're going to watch Battlestar together. Come on. I'll, I'll say yes. You don't even have to hug me. All right. We're going to watch it together like this. Hey, man, check that oh, out. Oh, great. Now he's going to ruin Battlestar Galactica for me. <laughs> You're going to picture Graham and I yeah. sitting here being intimate on the couch. Um, so, uh, moving into video games, I defeated Zelda. It took 
definitely the 70 hours that people tell you that it takes. My one complaint about Zelda... 70 hours. Friends, he could have watched all of Battlefield yeah. Galactica in a lot less time than that. <laughs> so so my one complaint is that, that the uh, end bosses, not as hard not as hard as they should have been. You know, it's still a Zelda game. It's still Because you like it hard. Dude, I just like a little challenge. And I gotta tell you, Nintendo, give me a second Zelda game on the Wii, a little more challenging bosses, and uh, then we can talk. Because um, I, I just love this game. Dude, you would you, love Zelda. You sound disappointed. Uh, I'm only disappointed in the boss battles. Except that very last boss took 45 minutes to get through, and my hand was killing me. Aren't you used to that? Well, yeah. Well, well Graham, Graham called me, and uh, and he said, hey, man, I'm going to head over so you can record the show. And I didn't want to ruin things for him because he's going to end up playing through the game. And I said, dude, don't come over yet because I knew I was at the very end of the That's game. That's why? Dude, I don't want to spoil this for you. You got to get there. This is something you need to earn yourself. Saving know, Hyrule is something you have it. to just find say, yourself. Hey, I'm, I'm finishing up the game. It's like, no, 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 no. You don't want to come over okay, 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 okay. You okay, thought okay, he was okay. naked. No, 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 Here's no, no, the no. thing, guys, guys. I was. I beat Hyrule <laughs> naked. With the Wii, it, it's such an immersive experience, I have to go all the way. As I, And as I said, aren't you used to having that feeling in your hand? Oh, yeah, definitely. Sword of power? I meant okay. the cramping. Oh, yeah. The cramp, uh, well, I'm right-handed. So now I have a, a... I'm pretty much screwed. I have a cramp on my left and a cramp on my right. Um, it's going to be a lonely night. Hey, it's like another person. I mean, yeah. Um, the one thing um, that's cool, though, is I don't know if you know what the some of the new generation little consoles, you can download right. old games uh, or you can play old new games on them. And uh, on this one, you can get old Nintendo games and they just release a lineup for you guys. Uh, I promise that in upcoming episodes, hopefully I'll be able to afford a 360 or a Sony 3, PlayStation 3 and tell you guys all about the wonderful things that are going on in them. Uh, but the, the the games that are announced that I'm excited about that you can download are uh, Dr. Mario. It's coming up. Remember that game from the old NES? Yeah. Uh, Pro Wrestling, where you could be the fucking Starman. Amazon and chomp down on somebody's head. Pro Wrestling was one of the original great games. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. I want them to remake this so you can play it with the Wii controls. Uh, what else you got? Donkey Kong Country for the Super Nintendo. Super, cool. Super Mario RPG. I, I, these are all the games that I loved. I want them to do uh, uh, Mario Kart. Old Super Nintendo Mario Kart, but they are giving us Nintendo 64 Mario Kart. They're giving us Super Metroid. They're giving us uh, Star Fox 64. Toad Jam and Earl for the Sega Genesis. We can play that. Two, two player. Two good times. So uh, the, for cool. the forecast channel started around the time of the taping of this episode. So now I can like go on my Wii and check the forecast. And oh. I can look at on the globe, and I can move and the globe around, and I'm like, oh, that's where that country and is. And when do you get your check? Oh, I'm, I just am in love with this system. I, I'm I camped just, out I'm for it. I'm just wondering if they're, oh, dude. they're paying you or what. Yo, is Marvel Comics going to give you a check for well, jerking off to Spider-Man for the last 30 years of your life? Excuse me, I, I'm not going on and on about that. I mean, you haven't even let me talk about what's going on right now. Dude, it's a, mean, our show's only I'm, an hour. I'm, but I'm not selling it. Oh, man, you got to do that. You know you what know? I mean? You got to get people Sure, no, I know, I know. And it can be yours too for low, low no, price. Get out of here with this. Get out of here. Um, what are you doing, Drew? Yeah, you can get Duck Hunt, but you know I'll, I'm waiting for the Light Gun to come out with it. Um, VJ's got a Wii. We play pretty heavily. We you play you you played Rayman, didn't you? He loves the he loves the Rayman. What else did you play? VJ doesn't know. VJ clams up. Guys, VJ's still with us. Graham is still with us. Gilmore Chuckle Nuts Monkey over here is still with us. Uh, he's Wee Jay. When, when VJ plays the Wii, he's Wee Jay. His me is me Jay. Isn't that right, VJ? <laughs> he just said no. This is, where, this is where people are stopping listening. They're just like, you know, because they're not in on the joke. I'm not in on the joke, and I'm ready to leave. There's no joke. <laughs> There's no, the joke is my life. Uh, so, All right, I get that joke. So, so, so yeah. Hopefully, in the in the upcoming episodes, we'll be able to cover all the systems and uh, and um, yeah. There's a lot of stuff. The name the system. What? Oh God! <laughs> Star Wars reference for all you assholes out there uh, who weren't turned off by the first by by the uh, the prequels. Um, that's funny that I can still recall it. I really banned a lot of Star Wars in my mind. I really got rid of a lot of it. All yeah. the space that I had been holding on to Star Wars so, you know, tightly, 
I was like, dude, that's useful space. I can put something that isn't just going to go down in flames in front right. of my eyes. But apparently Battlefield Galactica is having that too. You know, I still have to experience it for the first time, dude. I said, oh, dude, when I, I will experience it and I will and I will sing it to the world right here on Geekscape. Uh, I wanted to tell you guys some of the stuff that's going on with this new show. It's not just a new show. Uh, if you guys are downloading this at the beginning, uh, you'll be able to sign up for listservs within a couple weeks. Uh, well, within a, a week or two, you guys are going to have your full bulletin board system. Then, you'll be able to sign up for a user profile. And after that point, there's going to be news, reviews, interviews, all this written content. You guys are going to be able to submit it. It's going to be a full interactive community site. I can't even go on about it, but I'll be posting plenty of details. Geekscape.net is going to be the new uh, home for you guys to get your news, your podcast, and uh, interact with all your fellow geeks, because that's really what this is about. It's about the experience, right, Graham? Van Dam Pictures. And Van Dam Pictures. Uh, uh, Graham wants to sit back. I just got shushed. Oh, he's in my light. Uh, so basically, that's our show. Yeah, I know, Ian. We can we, we can actually do this show for three hours, can't we? Sure. No. <laughs> but, but, Apparently Laura, not. But, but Laura has to go to sleep. Uh, we could do this show for three hours, but we're just going to have to have Ian back in a future episode. We're going to have Gilmore back in a future episode. Graham's probably going to be here sitting next to me in every episode. <laughs> BJ will be with us uh, next week I hope to bring you guys an episode from Austin you guys get to see my room from high school which hasn't changed it's since high school it's not like it was that long ago uh, yeah it was 10 years ago Oh yeah, believe right. it or not and, uh, and the John Stockton poster was 5 years old 10 years ago right <laughs> so um we will see you guys next uh, week. Be checking in on the uh, keep checking in on the website geekscape.net. You'll be seeing uh, you'll be seeing the whole thing come together. Because as much as this show is about you guys and uh, your submitted videos and your experience, movies, video games, and comics, and all that garbage, the site garbage. It's it's garbage. It's golden garbage. Uh, the site will be interactive. You guys can talk to each other. You guys can do all this great stuff. Submit reviews submit news and be as big a part of the show as we are oh yeah hook up we actually have our first relationship formed over meeting through our show so um we'll talk about that in a future episode i got the uh lover no it's true i got i got the uh i'm talking to the two lovebirds about submitting a video for us oh and uh see it can happen they wrote me they wrote me thank you emails and i said you know what it can happen for you so keep checking into geekscape geekscape geekscape.net and uh even VJ has somebody with a crush on him. Isn't that right, VJ? Well, look, you know, I'm not saying it here, but I know. You know, that, that's why I actually want to say it's one thing. You talk about the whole stigma of being a geek. In this day and age, you look at Hollywood. I mean, I think really from my generation on, people used to, yeah, everyone would quit. You know, they'd be into the stuff when they were kids. And people held on to it. Mm-hmm. They still, you know, whether it's and comic those are the people books, in power. Yeah, and that's what's happening with people in power. I mean, the reality is that, you know, comic books now, it's not kids reading them. Mm-mm. It's adults, and the form has, I think, been improved elevated. a lot. It's yeah. absolutely elevated, um, sort of an apotheosis, if you will, but um, in the sense that it's being written for adults, so it's not talking down to its audience anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to, you know, I think some of the <laughs> you audience... You can talk is down to my audience educated. with apotheosis. Well, come on. You, you know, <laughs> fuck we, out of here. Yeah, this educated people... This you guy know, just wants the show guys. to be over so he can go back and jerk it off. Well, what? Come on. You, come on. I'm sure a lot of the people are, are watching it and talking. jerking off. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed that first episode. We're still hard at work here at Geekscape to bring you guys a new website and a new show. I wanted to uh, leave with one last thing. I took my mail today and uh, got a great package here from our buddy James in Belgium. Uh, James wrote, Hey Jonathan, thanks again for doing Geek Drum. I really enjoyed it while it was around and it helped to cheer me up after my boating accident in Mozambique. Uh, James almost got killed in a, uh, in a uh, boating accident. He wrote us some emails last year about his recovery. That's when he discovered the show. But uh, landed me in, discovery, in recovery for two months. I'm looking forward to the new show. I can't wait to watch it on the 1st of January. Well, surprise, uh, it's here on Christmas. So, so thanks again for putting in all the hard work in the show, into the show over the last year and years to come. Uh, once you do another live show or get together, uh, when I'm not across the Atlantic, I will definitely be there to say thank you in person. However, in the meantime, please enjoy this box of Belgian chocolates uh, that I brought back with me from Belgium last week. 
It's our second greatest export behind the one and only John Claw Van Damme. Uh, I also put a bracelet I picked up in Namibia in the package for you. So, thank you for the power bracelet, Jane. Uh, wishes us all a happy holiday season. And thank you for watching. And I'm going to take these home with me to Austin because I know that my father will enjoy them just as much as me. And we will share them together. I'll see you guys next week. I'm going to go back to work now with the village people.